Welcome back, uh, George Hook. It's Newstalk. It's uh, a bank holiday. It's sort of the equivalent of Labor Day or one of those kind of things in the USA. Apparently, I'm wrong. Uh, the cycle lane on the right-hand side of the Western Road is a counterflow lane for cyclists coming into town only. Cyclists leaving town should still cycle on the left-hand lane. What's the point? I mean, nobody cycles anywhere on Western Road. The cycle lane is empty. Uh, and uh, cyclists cannot cycle on the cycle paths in the Phoenix Park. It's a full of pedestrians who won't get out of the way. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, Michael Graham certainly is not a cyclist. I'm reasonably confident of that because they don't I've build. I've several, though. I'm, I have a pretty good record. I can usually clear them out very clearly. And that is the thing to do about cyclists. Start hitting them, and they go away. Cyclists are a scourge on civilization. And the attempts by government to accommodate these people who are going to ignore, it doesn't matter, you can build 5,000 cycle paths. They're going to cycle in the street, they're going to ignore the traffic signals, they're going to blow through the stop signs, and then they're going to yell at you when you're obeying the rules. Cyclists are the worst. Ameri- even American cyclists? Oh, they're awful. Oh, my gosh, it's terrible. And in Boston, you've been in Boston, George, you know that the city is basically built on cow paths, so you don't have enough room. I know the car haters say there should be no cars. We're not, we can't do no cars. But even with the limited car use in Boston, there's not enough street space. So what do the dopey liberal politicians do? They take away car lanes to make bike lanes that nobody uses except for a couple of spandex wearing as we pays who, you know, zip through uh, traffic and cause, you know, wrecks and panic the drivers. All right. Okay. Well, I want to talk about the dentist in Wisconsin or Minnesota <laughs> or wherever the Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, the big game hunter. He's been on more than 40 big game hunts. He's, they've all been licensed. He's paid his tens of thousands of dollars because he's the kind of guy that likes to shoot gazelles and lions and elephants whatever and uh, he he shot cedric the lion cecil Cecil. Cecil, excuse me cecil cecil the lion the only lion in the world with his own website apparently well so you're okay with him firing crossbows at cecil are you look i i have i'm not a i have no interest in trophy hunting it's a thing people do i know that the uh, countries in sub-Saharan Africa love it because they make lots and lots of money off of it and because their citizens get eaten by lions and stomped by elephants. So they have a different opinion than I do. There's a great piece in Reuters this week where they asked the information minister about what he thought of Cecil the lion, and he said, what lion? And there's a great quote from a citizen who lives in Harare, I think, who said, all this noise about a lion, don't they know that lions die in, you know, in uh, our country all the time? So this is a classic first world problem, worrying about poor Cecil the lion. But would you like a planet with no lions on it or no elephants? I'm saying about no lions. The the lion hunting is legal. Look, lions are not on the endangered species. There's some debate about whether or not they should or shouldn't be. But if they should be, it has absolutely nothing to do with hunting. It has everything to do with land use. The Chinese are buying up huge amounts of land and they're... Uh, using it for agriculture, industrial purposes, it's impacting the uh, the area for the lions to to roam, whatever. I, I, if the lions are endangered, I have no problem with that. But what's the difference between shooting a lion, shooting a deer, shooting a you know quail, and killing a chicken in a farm? What's it's just an animal. The outrageous part, George, is the ridiculous, over-the-top outrage over one dumb animal when you have Planned Parenthood in America that was just caused disassembling delivered babies' bodies and selling the organs. It's a horrific act from a horrific organization. Why, why, tell and yet me Hillary about Clinton this. and Bill Clinton. Tell me about this. 
Well, Planned Parenthood is a huge abortion mill in the United States. They get a half a billion, with a B, dollars from the United States uh, government every year. But they make most of their money, and they're a huge money-making organization, from uh, providing abortion services. Well, a group of people have done a sting operation, you know, citizen journalists. They went in with hidden cameras, and they have these uh, doctors talking about the gruesome procedures they take. And more particularly, and this is what bothers people, changing how they treat patients, the women, because they want to do a different kind of procedure so they can harvest the organs of the unborn children and sell them. And this video of the doctors haggling over price was supposed to be illegal to sell body parts in the United States. And then you had a horrific video. This just came out today where one of the doctors is going through the uh, the, the remains and saying, oh, look, it's another boy, which tells you that it's a boy as in a baby. It's awful it's despicable it's disgusting even pro-choice people are horrified by it so of course hillary clinton and barack obama are defending them hand over fist because they get so much money from the abortion mill industry and they need the money abortion is abortion is for real what you think the nra is to republicans uh that's what abortion really is for democrats in the united states well you see the problem the more your abortion starts, and it's starting in this country, abortion mm-hmm. starts with a bad news story. It, abortion always starts with the terrible sadness of a mother um, who is carrying a dead fetus and has to carry it, and, and then you're born. And then, or it starts with a victim of rape. And then eventually exactly. it moves towards a free-for-all. And the people yeah. who think that it won't be a free-for-all in this country, the same as it is in Britain, are just sticking their heads in Oh, no, the of side. course. The, the vast majority, well more than 90% of abortions in the United States are what are called elective abortions. That is, there's no health issue at all. It's just that the woman doesn't want to be pregnant. And I'm sorry that you don't want to be pregnant. And if it were up to me, you wouldn't be pregnant. And if I could magically rescue the baby from inside of your body, I, would, I hate to inconvenience you and ask you to bring it to term. But if the choice is... Either you being inconvenienced for nine months or somebody being dead, I choose the you being inconvenienced. Okay. And it is all about the slavishly uh, uh, clinging to convenience. What's interesting to me, George, are the number of stories I've seen from uh, the Irish listeners who are kind enough to follow me on Twitter, etc., about the difference in the outrage over the treatment of Cecil the Lion and the refugees of Calais. And I'm wondering if you see that, uh, that conversation, too. Well, we have a different... I mean, it depends who you are. If you look at Calais, you look at whether it is a humanitarian problem, which it is, of course, or it is a border problem, which it is, of course. (laughs) So now, do you do what the British, and I suspect the Republicans would do, is first and foremost protect the borders uh, against unregulated, uncontrolled... uh, Immigration, because that's what Calais is. If 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 they took away the police and took away the fence and took away everything else, between three and five thousand people will walk across to, to Britain tomorrow. Well, because remember we had close we, we had closer to a hundred thousand uh, minors, uh, most of them older teenage boys, show up at our border last summer, and the president of the United States said, "Let them in. You can't stop them." Bring them on in. And what happened, George, is these people were given court dates so they could show up and plea why should they be able to stay legally in the United States. Otherwise, they have to be deported. So, of course, what happens when you give an illegal immigrant a piece of paper and a date on it to show up a month or two later? What happens, George? All right. Don't turn up. 
they never show up, of course. And yeah, so but that... 90, 90% of the people that we accepted in that emergency, border emergency are now just hidden in the United States. They're uh, collecting welfare. They're working jobs off the table. They're doing whatever they're doing. And that's what will happen if you don't have the rule of law at the uh, borders of Britain or, or the borders of the but Europe. The that's more the more you have an issue with Mexican uh, immigra- immigration in America, the more Donald Trump... Trump is going to go up in the opinion polls. That's true. And by the way, just to be perfectly clear, I have the same problem with Irish illegal immigrants who are here as well. Yeah. Um, and they should be sent home promptly, too. Now, Donald Trump is doing very well in the Republican uh, he's, primary he's polling. He's doing better than that. I mean, he's, he's miles ahead of everybody else. Oh, he has twice the vote of the next person. But just, I know that it frustrates uh, you, George, when it I doesn't. interject it things doesn't. Like, fa- like facts and, and math here. But he's peaking out at the top with 25% of the Republican primary vote, 25%. There are 17 candidates for president. So if with the rest of the vote going to 16 other people, sure, he looks good right now, but he still only has 25% of the vote, and that is his ceiling. He has the highest negative ratings of anyone running for president except Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are almost tied Two to one, people view them negatively, uh, don't trust them, don't want them to be president. So he's enjoying life as long as there are 16 people to choose from. Once it gets down to two or three, uh, you'll find that he's not doing so well. Well, you said this about John McCain, and John Mm -hmm. McCain finished up as the candidate. Uh, I'm sure I did. I don't recall exactly what I said, but uh, Donald Trump is uh, unusual, if not unique, in American politics, uh, no one who's supporting him can give you a single reason why, other than okay. And I'm I'm suspecting that will not last. So we're gonna have a, uh, the first debate of the presidential primary season this coming week on the no, August sixth, and it'll be Donald Trump and nine other guys. In fact, they're having to have two debates because there's so many people running. So they're gonna have a undercard and then the regular debate, and everyone will get to talk. You know, six minutes, basically, because it's 10 people on a stage. And we'll see how Donald Trump does. All right. What's happening in your school system there in Atlanta? They're, they're changing to four days a week or something, aren't well, they? Well, they're not doing What's happening is some school districts are in the area are, are uh, experimenting with it. And so the idea is that instead of going to school for six and a half hours a day, five days a week, you go to school for eight hours a day, four days a week. And bureaucrats love this because they get an extra day. They get a long holiday, a long weekend. The teachers love this. They get a long weekend. The students, of course, don't. They don't care. They're happy either way. The people who hate it are the parents because the parents have to arrange childcare. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, that is exactly the point. When I read this, I just said this is the most. Un- parent unfriendly idea from schools no I've ever heard of. It's awful, and uh, but they don't care, and that is the real problem in the United States of education. You've got two fights going on. One group of parents who don't care about their kids, and so those kids are ineducable because their parents don't care, they don't follow up, there's no discipline, and so the kids don't do any work, and that's bad. But the other side is that the entire bureaucracy 
is you know constantly reminding the parents we don't care about you. Whether they, we have this, uh, we used to have Georgia pretty simple system. Kids went to school from Labor Day, you know, early September to Memorial Day, the beginning of June. And then you'd have this long period off so that older kids could get jobs and so that parents could make a single solution for the younger kids. You know, you find a daycare camp or you find a relative, whatever you're going to do. Now, with the, but the schools want to go to full year-round school and they, they want to, because uh, they want to raise taxes to get more money, to get more blah, blah, blah. So they're bullying the parents by screwing with the calendar. And part of the calendar they're trying is this four-day-a-week system. One other thing, George, is uh, parents of struggling kids hate it because they say it's so hard to get the kids to focus on school. So you stay on top of them. Well, then all of a sudden you've got this three-day weekend where they kind of forget what they did. They get, you know what I'm saying? They lose their momentum. And then Monday comes around this, and they got to start uh, yeah. all over again. I, I, I mean, it'll affect all parents. But with right. my experience of working with disadvantaged kids in in different in Texas and mm-hmm. in Philadelphia and places, the black community will struggle most because they have huge problems because of, of poverty in right. looking after kids. So the school provides in effect, a babysitting or crash service. Now they got another day, and um, mothers, very often, because there's a huge number of single mothers in the black mm-hmm. community, they, they're beating their brains out in Burger King or something, uh, trying to get enough money together, and then their kids are off for another right. day. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, the one thing we've seen from this is test scores overall don't seem to be impacted by it, good or bad. But the test scores of low income kids tend to go down. Now, speaking of income, George, we're having a tax free holiday here in Georgia. Many states do it the weekend before school, because believe it or not, our kids in some places have already started school. It's 96 degrees today in Atlanta, and the rest will be starting in the next week or so. So it's already awful that we make kids go to school the hottest month of the year and the biggest vacation month, August. But we also, the schools have now gotten the habit of sending home these lists to the parents. Don't show up in school for the first day unless your kid has, your whatever, you know, 17 notebooks and 32 boxes of pencils and three boxes of tissue paper for the kids to blow their nose with and on and on. And on. There are some schools, George, I'm not making this up, that want the parents to send toilet paper to school with their kids. Are you kidding me? We spend all this money on taxes and you won't even at least give them something to wipe their butts with? Sometimes I wonder. I, I I agree with the text. Sometimes there the the texter is uh, appalled uh, at the shooting of a dumb animal. He thinks you should be number one on the list of dumb animals to be shot. <laughs> um, listen, we're doing well. The minister in charge says we're doing really well. About half of us are paying for water. Uh, that you're doing great. Yeah. Half of you. So the other half are doing really, really well. Somebody else is, uh, paying for the, why, why is it so hard? When you, go to the, when you go buy gas or petrol or whatever the weird name you guys call it over there, you know, Irish juice, uh, you put in your car, you pump out however many ga- uh, meat liters, kilometers, whatever, uh, hogsheads, and then you pay for what you use. You go to a restaurant, you want a big burger, you pay more, you want a little burger, you pay less. You want water? Turn on the tap. 
pay for what you use. Why is that complicated? Well, I'll tell you why it's complicated. One, we have no way of telling how much you use because we haven't got meters. So therefore, uh, our system is not based, uh, which makes it absolutely stupid. Uh, it means that because we don't have consumption but, uh, through metering, uh, it, the person who just leaves tap running all day pays the same as the person who right. conserves. That's point one. Point two is that because the government are trying to find a way of getting of of making a good news story out of this, they say, <laughs> "Look, you pay for your water, and then we'll give you a hundred bucks back." Okay. Uh huh. But if you don't pay for the water, if you don't pay for the water, we'll still give you the hundred bucks back. Ah, well, that's a guy. That's another great system. I love that. So, if I, uh, and how much will the water cost compared to that hundred bucks over the course of a year? Well, the way you pay now, you only pay right. sixty bucks, and you get a hundred right. back. Uh, it's, it's because my point is that for the person who doesn't pay, even if you're giving people a rebate, I assume the rebate is smaller than the cost of the water. And so, all you're doing, no matter how you do this, is incentivizing non-payment. Why is this so hard? The water has to come to your house somehow. Somebody has to put in a pipe, well, uh, run yeah, it. Yeah. They, someone's got to get paid for it. This is this, you guys have truly invented a problem where there was none. Well, the view of the non-payers mm-hmm. is that they are already paying for the water under central taxation uh, because we yeah. pay higher income tax, and you do for argument's sake. Right. But uh, it doesn't. You can say that you're paying for it, or that it. Actually, what they're saying is it ought to be paid for by the taxes I already pay. That's what they're saying. But if the money's not there, the money's not there. In all seriousness, here's my suggestion for Ireland: try it for a year without anybody paying, and see how it works out. See, see what kind of condition your water is. How much water comes to your house when nobody pays someone to pump it to you? The answer is zero. Well, and once it, people don't have water for a while, then they'll start realizing, hey, maybe I ought to chip in a little bit here. What do you think? Huh? The real problem is our water system is a disaster because the pipes mm-hmm. are all hundreds of years old. So therefore, sure. they're leaking and all sorts of stuff. So we're, mm-hmm. u- we're losing as much water as we're actually using. And mm-hmm. then we have areas who for the last number of years can't drink the water They're, they have to boil every drop of water they use for consumption yeah I, I, that's what absolutely happens that's what I'm saying if people want to try what happens when you don't pay go ahead and try and see how that works out it's like socialism go ahead and try the socialism and see how that works out ask the folks who stood in in lines for hours waiting for basic staples in the uh, former Soviet you know Union whether or not socialism works you give it a try and then you come back and talk to me the good news is because you don't have a tyrannical government yet. Uh, you can try it and then wake up and come to your senses and go on. California is learning that lesson. That's why California is radically changing how it uh, oversees uh, government services. These fans of Obamacare are learning that lesson, which is why it continues to decline in popularity because it's wildly not working. Uh, so give it a try. Absolutely. Hey, you have nothing to lose except for the water. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's your it, home. We have an election uh, coming up, you see. So yes. I presume your polls are the same as our polls. They give away an election time. As much as they possibly can. Hillary Clinton's out promising everybody everything that's not tied down. Magic money. Oh, a perfect example. The solution <sighs> to college debt and the price, high price of college is free college. 
Well, of course, there is no free college. Somebody has to pay for it. There is. There is. We got free college. Oh, oh, really? The teachers don't charge you anything? The buildings heat themselves? The books magically appear in the sky? Uh, Send that on over. I'd love to try that. No, you don't have free college. You have taxpayer-funded college, which means, I think, if I understand correctly, you guys have some form of testing as to whether or not one can attend college. Here, we the strategy is everybody gets to go. So we'll have barely literate people taking up space in class. They won't be paying for it. So what's going to happen? The cost is going to go even more through. Well, the roof, we obviously. we everybody goes to college. Yeah, I mean we have a we have a system of testing to go. So mm-hmm. to go to Trinity, which would be Ireland's Harvard, right. you got to be pretty smart. But mm-hmm. to go, and I won't mention it as. Ballymac Slattery University in, <clears throat> in Ireland, which is the equivalent of Middle Tennessee or somewhere. Right. Uh, it's free. So everybody goes. I mean, mm. just little, well, not everybody, but it's like 85% of people go. So they go free. Well, why wouldn't you go if it's free? Exactly, because it's free. And then, of course, that creates more demand. And as demand goes up, if the supply doesn't go up, the price goes up. And this is all easy stuff, Ireland. Come on, you can do this. Connect people's behavior to their outcomes. That's all. But that's okay. But, you see, for all our failings, if a cop stops me on the way home and says the registration plate on the front of the car is missing, I know he's not going to shoot me. (laughs) That's true. And that's that ple- the difference, Michael. And that's why we live here and mm. we don't live over there. Like well, I- how a cop shoots a guy because he doesn't have a registration plate on his car. is And, and of course, one thing we do know, the cop is white and the guy with no reg plate is black. And well, the, only, the only good news in that story is that that cop has been charged with murder. Yes, and he's going to go to prison. That is the good news. The bad news is there are still too many people on the American right whose attitude is the police are always right. And whoever they partic- whoever they shoot, just let them shoot them. Uh, I'm doing yeah. what I can to fight that notion because I keep trying to remind my fellow conservatives, a police officer is a government worker with a gun. The police officer is an Irish water inspector with a gun. They're no better, no worse, no more trustworthy or less trustworthy. Right. And so you need to oversee their behavior, just like any other part of the government, because the government is corrupt okay. and incompetent. We're on holiday here from uh, one hour of three minutes time. So we're heading off to the sun to lie back and drink our free water. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Thanks, George. Bye.